Well, well, well. Hello. And Hi, wearing everybody. blue and black at that. I know. I did it on. <laughs> and I just got my first pair of uh, non-tight jeans since the 90s, you know, to try to embrace the new wave in style. Never They're pretty back. wild. I got back. the, what are they, the, the Levi's is making now, it's like a 550 oh. 92 edition. Oh, so it's like a relaxed fit uh -huh. jean, but that it has like a slightly tapered, like, like bottom, very oh, bottom, okay. so that it doesn't like come down over your, uh, your sh like shoes or thing. Oh, we're rolling already. Oh, actually, this okay. actually kind of works perfectly. That's yeah. right. We'll just... Yeah, no, I, I, I just hit record. Like... You're a genius, Dominic. <laughs> um, yeah, so is this where I, I read the uh, generic intro oh, now? Do it. I've, do I'm it. told that we're supposed to have a generic intro, so. Just consistent, you know, something yeah. every time, get people used to. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. I mean, it's not really the vibe of this particular podcast, no. but, you know, we'll do something anyway. Yes. Welcome, my friends, to From the Hallway, where we take random conversations from the halls of St. Constantine and record them here for your listening pleasure. Are your interests wide-ranging and eclectic? Do you sometimes fall into Wikipedia rabbit holes? Perhaps you and your friends are prone to taking random casual disagreements way too seriously. Us too. Let's talk. I'm your host, Chris Yee, and this time I'm joined by the one and only Megan Muller. And today we're talking about color in sartorial aesthetics. Now, that sounds very fancy, I'm sure, but it comes up from a pretty, uh, I don't know, non-fancy place. Namely, uh, flashback to, what, five years ago? Probably when, something like that, yeah. Yeah, five years ago or so, we were having a debate with our students about the uniforms at St. Constantine. And um, Mrs. Muller had made a sort of blanket statement that the blue polo shirts were not allowed to be worn with black pants because it looks bad. At which point I looked down and noticed that I was wearing a blue shirt with black shorts. And since every time I've seen uh, Megan Muller wearing blue and black together, I've pointed out that, uh, hey, that outfit looks really nice. What a great color combination. <laughs> but that's kind of launched, I think, a, a more interesting conversation that I'm interested in having. Like, Megan, you are a bit of a, um, I don't know, a casual expert in fashion. You know, yeah. you do a roundup of, of uh, the Met Gala every year. Yes, I do. So what is it about color and the combinations of color that works or doesn't work for clothing? It's a great question. Um, I think the use of color in clothing, of course, has is like a, a history nerd's paradise. Um, there is so much about fabric and dyeing and weaving practices um, from cultures throughout history that go into our interest in using color. Of course, having access to clothing or uh, fabric that is used, uh, that color is used to create um, has always had something to do with status, but we've transcended all of that in the 21st century because of fast fashion. So um, there are synthetic dyes and there are factories where clothing is, you know, created and fabrics are milled. And so there, there's just a lot less of, um, 
there's a lot less of an emphasis on uh, understanding where a garment came from based on what color it is or how difficult it was to make based on color. Um, you can see this even with just like the advent of the colors that are used in like neon fabrics where suddenly um, things that we didn't think were possible in the color spectrum artificially <laughs> were like able to do. And maybe we wish weren't possible. Yeah, still. yeah. Maybe did we go too far? You know, this Should is the where... Seahawks have a lime green football <laughs> uniform? Now they frequently get, I love, I love, you know, I love athletic uniforms also in, in conversations about fashion. They often get listed as people's like one of top 10 favorite um, uniforms because and I think they're so different that Navy and that sort of like acid green almost color um, it's very shocking to the eye um, but all of those things interestingly all of those things already occurred in nature um, there are a lot of things in the sea for example that have those like highlighter neon colors in them there are fish and things like that where you can see those um, and so I think there's this element of like humans creating things that fit into the visual world that already exists that make the conversations about color and clothing interesting. Um, of course, what we find offensive, the way that I find like a dark black and a dark navy combination to be offensive, there are some things like that that are like inherited that have to do with like the a different concept in fashion, which is the concept of taste. Um, mm, so you don't think that when I wear blue and black, it's ugly. You just think I have poor taste. You're wearing, well, it's sort of right now. The The coat that you're wearing is like a slate, I would yeah, say. Yeah. And it's got it's like, like a, a dark gray. Yeah. And it's got like a line, a, like a contrast line in it so that like it could pretend to be black if you wanted it to, but it's dark gray, but you're wearing a dark blue shirt. Um, uh, and I am currently wearing a black shirt with like normal washed jeans, which are not quite navy blue. The, the joke about wearing black and navy blue in particular is that you don't, uh, it, it goes back to this idea of like intentionality when you get dressed. Um, the people go outside in things that they picked that are crazy, right? Like people, <laughs> people choose for themselves things that other people would like drop dead of embarrassment if they walked out the door in. Right. Um, but what everybody finds embarrassing is to be wearing something accidentally wrong. This is like if you're a woman and your skirt gets tucked up into your waistband after you've used the restroom. Or this is like if you're a guy and you buy a new suit jacket and you forget to open the vent. There's that little X of crossed mm. threads and you don't open the vent and you're out in public and then you go home or you're like you've left the tags on. Of course, there are people who leave the tags on garments on purpose. I'm thinking about like hats, right? Mm. Like there's a whole subculture of people who will intentionally do things that other people would die of mortification if they did them on accident. And so it's the accidental element of clothing because we all have to choose how we present ourselves every day. So when you go outside and you thought you were doing one thing and it turns out everybody's thinking something else when they see you, that's the thing that freaks people out. So I think that's where this like don't wear navy and black thing comes from because the 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 it looks like you got dressed in the dark idea implies that you're doing something with the way you look that you didn't intend to do. And for some reason, that's the thing we're all really afraid of. No matter what kind of things we like to wear, nobody wants to think, nobody wants people to think they didn't mean to look the way they look. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. But I wonder if that's like a holdover from an earlier era, right? You were talking about the holdovers that are, are kind of gone now mm -hmm. in terms of 
like different colors being symbols of status, like you can get really cheap neon shirts mm -hmm. in a way that would have been impossible. But I wonder whether the blue and black thing has something to do with like getting dressed in the dark almost sounds to me like it's a poverty symbol from like a pre-electricity age, <laughs> you right? Can't like you candles. can't afford the candle that you have to use <laughs> in, to get dressed in the morning. But, you know, cause you, cause you also mentioned the, um, color combinations you see in nature being things that inspire us. And mm -hmm. so when I think of blue and black, right, I think of, and actually, um, Amazon has capitalized on this particular color combination in a way that I am always inspired by, even though I maybe am against e-readers as a whole, but right. The blue and black Kindle, image of like you know the night sky with the black silhouette of the tree and the person reading under it like i think it's gorgeous mm -hmm. i think that like a night sky that's like a really dark blue night sky with like the black lines of buildings and trees on the horizon is such a beautiful combination of things and that's pretty much what i'm thinking about most of the time when i choose to wear navy with black or navy with gray um, uh -huh. as it is here most of the time i don't wear navy with black too often around here just because i don't want you to think i'm a schlub <laughs> or something but like you know what i'm wearing right now like again it's hilarious that we're talking about this visual thing on a on an odd uh, odd audio uh, <laughs> auditory no what is the what is oral yeah Oral and oral are like the same word. Owl, which oral, 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 mm -hmm. oral. <laughs> on an oral medium. Um, it's hilarious that we're doing that. But yeah, I mean, like a navy with a gray, I feel like it brings that to mind. And I, I don't even know that I fully believe that that in all instances, navy and black clash. If it's a light enough black with a dark navy or it's a light enough navy with a dark black. I feel like there's enough of a, I don't know, like a... Um, separation between the two colors that they don't look like the same color and if you're doing it intentionally it seems like it looks nice yeah so it's at that point just like a people assume you did it on accident but i don't know if people assume that anymore yeah i so there's like a there's something going on with hue there so like hues of the same color just contain different values of white or black in them mm -hmm. so like you can have just like a blue and you can change it by adding black or adding white and they're still all in the same hue family. And I think as you get closer and closer, when you've added a lot of black to blue and then you have a black, you're right. Like the amount, like the weight of the black is impacted by how much white it has in it. But if it has, if they're getting very close to the same color, I think that's where people visually, um, we play with nuance and contrast a lot in clothing. And I think people visually want to know. It's kind of funny. I haven't really thought about it this way before. People want to know if you knew that they weren't <laughs> the same color. Like that's how I feel when I get when I see people who are wearing like a very dark blue and also and then also black. And I also see this more the, the image that you described of like like I'm imagining just like any night sky thing where there's like this deep inky blue and then the shadows of everything or like trees, all of that's in black and it is beautiful. Um, but there's something interesting going on with clothing where, um, in a single picture, you can use black and Navy blue to, I think like very great effect. And in a single garment, you can also do that. So like if you had, like a very inky blue dress and it had like a thick black trim around the hem. Are you describing and a the, dress that you own? I, well, let me think. <laughs> you, <laughs> Am you, I? Are, you are. I, I remember this because this, this conversation came up. Oh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I actually don't remember full disclosure. Mrs. Muller owns, I would say over a hundred dresses that I own. Um, <laughs> Yes. It's a lot of weddings. 
Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I have, there's a, this is the problem with me. Cause I'm like, well, it's like categories. It's like Eve in the garden of Eden in paradise lost. Like I don't have a, you're, I have a, a garden husband, but I don't have a husband by this tree. So maybe you could be my tree husband. That's how I feel about dresses. I'm like, well, I don't have a maternity semi-formal cocktail dress yet. So I need one of those. So I have like a million categories to, to clarify for everyone. That's Eve in the garden in paradise lost in, uh, an, a now defunct website by Mallory Orr called the toast yes. uh that's not actually in paradise lost in case <sighs> any of our best. listeners are now suddenly very confused <laughs> she doesn't say well i don't have a garden husband <laughs> um yeah so if, if if it's done in a single garment there's like a level of intentionality but the part that's funny about humans is when we put an outfit together and it's not we just made it up like we've just created something new and so this idea of color blocking which is where you pick rather than having like a single sort of like statement piece and then everything else you're wearing is neutral. Color blocking is this idea of, of using things that would be sort of the focal point of any outfit all at once. So if you have, like if you were a woman, for example, and you were wearing like a red, like a red camisole or some sort of like shirt and then like a purple silk skirt, for example, like any one of those objects alone, if you had paired it with like, you know, a black pants or let's say like a white top, it would be considered the statement thing. But when you put them together, it's color blocking. And so when we color block with two colors that are like very close in hue, um, some people do it on purpose and you create like a monochrome sort of look that's just playing with light and dark values. It can be very interesting. But again, I think anything that starts to veer into looking accidental is what makes at least me when I see people who are wearing like a navy blue shirt and black pants, I go like, oh, it would, I don't know. It's like a big blob of almost the same color. It's not a, I don't know. It's not like a, I'm not like good interested in it. I'm like, huh, interested in it, (laughs) which is not my favorite. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me wonder about like what the level of intentionality has to be or like what what portrays properly the level of intentionality because i'm thinking of like even last week right i we or two weeks ago two weeks ago um some of the seniors here started doing a thing every other week called fancy friday where they just dress up on fridays um fancier than they normally would and in honor of this day i thought i would join them and like i think it was one of those things where like one of the shirts i was thinking about wearing was dirty and so i was i had to like think again and i was like ooh, here's what i'm gonna do and i put on i had like a black dress shirt but it was it was a little older so it's a little faded it's one mm-hmm. of those blacks that can almost be gray but mm-hmm. it's still definitely black and then a black suit jacket and i had a black knit tie and i wore all of them together with this like black on black on black thing but all of them were like slightly different hues uh-huh. like they weren't matching blacks uh-huh. but something about it felt like it worked like I, I was like i don't know i'm gonna try this and i put it all on and i was like oh yeah that totally works um in a way that maybe wouldn't have if what i was putting on instead was like a yeah, I'm thinking of like a, a black dress shirt with a black suit jacket and a navy blue tie. Like that would not look particularly nice, I don't think. Yeah. So maybe I'm starting to see the point, <laughs> but I'm wondering like where the separation comes from. Like yeah. at what point, because you're almost working in a more egregious like 
very close but different color situation when you're doing a black color block thing like that than you are if you're doing black and navy. Yeah, and blacks can be black can be trouble because of this. Like a lot of people who work in industries where you have to wear black all the time, you can see like different clothes get made in different shades of black automatically. We don't necessarily think of that being the case. And then they take wear and tear differently. And so you get like pilling and things getting washed out. Pilling is like those little weird fluff balls that you know appear all over things that are usually like a jersey knit or something like that. It happens a lot to like non-polyester pants and especially like tops and dresses for women. It's maybe not as much for guys. You get some pilling on Especially things. on hoodies. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm yeah, picturing, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I'm anything, picturing my yeah, ideal high school like knit. sort of uh, outfit wherein uh-huh. I'm wearing one shade of black pants, another shade of black t-shirt that's like a band shirt, and then I have my black hoodie on over that. Sure. But it's like pilling up on me a bunch, and so the whole <laughs> outfit is... Not great, but also I would probably still wear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's comfort. Like fashion also provides comfort, which means there are things that no matter how out of style they get, like you can rip that out of somebody's cold, dead hands. They're never going to stop doing it because that's how they feel like themselves. Yep. I love uh, we we do spirit week here at the school. And one of the, the days that's very popular among students is decade day where you can dress up as former decades. And I love it because... We're now in an era where the 2000s are 20 years ago, so I can wear 2000s clothes, which means I could just dress like I'm in high school again, and it makes me feel very comfortable. We can have all of our studded belts, not in our belt loops, slung around our hips, like the good old days. like three studded belts. (laughs) A sock on your arm for no reason. Oh, that's right. Yes. Just kick it real Avril Lavigne style. Who has a new album, by the way. Very wild to me, Avril Lavigne coming back. Yeah, I don't want I don't know anything about any of that, but I think it's because of that. No, no, that wasn't her. That was that Paramore song, wasn't it? That everybody was like that. Was it a, who was that girl? Olivia Rodrigo, who wrote a song oh, that sounded yeah, like yeah. a Paramore song and everybody lost their minds. The 2000s. I who think knew? it eventually got reclassified as a cover of that Paramore song, wow. which is wild. Maybe to avoid a lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I, I wonder what it is about the the black on black on black thing that can work in a way that black on black on Navy would maybe be weird. Yeah. Having different colors of black, like different hues of black helps because it creates, I think like depth in an outfit. You've probably seen this before. You can imagine it like somebody who the designer like intentionally makes every item of the suit in the exact same color. Like imagine like a guy wearing all white. So he's wearing like a white coat, a white shirt, a white tie, and when you look at the person, it they could almost be wearing, uh, I don't know how to say this correctly in French, like trompe l'oeil. I don't know how to say it. Trompe l'oeil. I don't know how to say it. I'm so bad. I don't even know it's what It's spelled T-R-O-M-P-E-E-L-O-I-L-E. And it means like artificial. It looks like it's a real garment, but it's fake. It's like a, it's like a tuxedo t-shirt, essentially, like uh, where the, the item has no depth, but it looks like a mul- multiple garments. Interesting. Um, it almost looks like that because there's not like the lights hitting all the fabrics, the fabrics the same way. They're all very close to the body. And so you can't see, you can't like see every piece of the outfit as much. And so it doesn't create as much depth, which makes it less interesting for our eyeballs to look at. But if you've got um, similar color or like same color, different, you know, values, I guess in the, in the same color, but different garments, it creates like 
it creates visual interest in a way that allows our eye to linger. And so that, that becomes more interesting to us because we go, wait, I see all one color. Oh, no, I don't like that. Lights hitting that fabric a little bit differently. That one has a little bit of a sheen to it. That one's a little bit like more on the gray scale, uh, you know, gray side of the gray scale, that kind of thing. Um, so maybe that's why. And then the blue just kind of like takes you out of that. It's not like, ah, a visual interest moment. It's like, that's a blue shirt and everything else is black. Do they know it's a blue shirt? <laughs> yeah. It almost, it sounds like you're describing almost like the sartorial equivalent of like looking at a Rothko or something like that, right? Like Rothko tends to work because there are these like minor gradations in color, but you have to stare at it for a really long time to see them. And then as they jump out at you, it starts to be really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you're like looking at like a Rothko that's black and then you go, wait a minute, this is purple. It's all purple. I thought this was black and it's not. It's different colors of purple. Um, yeah, it's it's just interesting for our for our brains and for our eyes. And I think that the intentionality of the person who gets dressed every morning is like whether you like it or not, you're contributing to like the visual feast of the day for whoever happens to gaze upon you. And so you know, you don't have to be as concerned as I am about like, oh, no, people are going to think I accidentally mixed these two items and think like, oh, man, she maybe she's not paying attention to what she's wearing. Um, some people want that. Some people like are inviting people to second guess them. That's like an intentionality thing that you can that you can seek and pursue and enjoy. Like people enjoy being like, what was that person thinking? Mm-hmm. Some people are like that. <laughs> so. It's like people at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do think that there's like at some point people people like forget that we all chose how to look today. Like yeah. I think that like even being like I'm not going to do anything is a choice. And if you forget or like willingly allow yourself to stop considering that, I don't mean you have to look like beautiful and perfect and pristine every single day. But like hard um, pants when you go out, maybe <laughs> actual clothing would be awesome, please. Yeah. And so a lot of this is making me really interested in this, um, you know, uh, general St. Constantine belief, I think, amongst pretty much everyone that works here. Beauty. It's an objective quality, right? Beauty is not a subjective thing. It's not in the eye of the beholder. It's a real actual metric by which you can judge things. Uh, Sorry if you're listening and don't believe that, but that's what we all believe. And I I am fairly certain I'm right. Um, (laughs) But I feel like in... In so many areas, right, the reason this becomes such a unpopular opinion is because of how much taste factors into particular choices and all of those things. And especially like, you know, most of the time when I'm talking to students, it's about like music or art or film or something like that. But it seems especially interesting uh, to me how much cultural differences factor into sartorial aesthetics, right, which is just the aesthetics of how you are what you're wearing. Um, maybe even more than in all those other things, right? Because I'm thinking about this, like, you know, um, interesting color block, slight variation outfit. Like, that seems like that would work, except I'm starting to imagine it in gray. And it seems like no matter what grays you put together and no matter how nice of a fabric it is and how well-crafted the material, like the, the, the garment is, it's going to look like you're wearing a sweatsuit. Like, there's no <laughs> way that you can wear all gray and not look like you are, like, just wearing sweats out of the house. And that feels like it must be culturally informed more than anything else. But like, yeah, cause I don't, I don't know if I can think of a reason that like variations of black should be more beautiful than variations of gray, but th- it seems stuck in my brain. Like I can't think of an all gray outfit that wouldn't be a like, Oh, you're, 
you're wearing sweats. Yeah. And, and it makes people question like, what's that made out of? Because when we see that color now a days, we imagine it being made out of that sweatshirt material, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a cotton knit. And so we assume when we see that certain like ashy sort of gray color, that's got a little bit of white in it. Um, but it really, any, any amount of gray, if it's consistent, like if I see a dress that color, I'm going to be like, wow, is that dress made out of like, is it like a sweatshirt that, that, that would be comfortable and weird. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think there is, there is a huge cultural element to this. When I think about like people developing their own personal style and, uh, trying to like accommodate for taste, um, you're just never going to make everybody <laughs> happy. But it's I, I, like I, I always I, I, I like to look back at the natural world like there are outrageous textures and outrageous colors and outrageous color combinations and um, like scale. Like there are tiny things and enormous things. And so it's it seems like the human body and like our ornamentation of the human body as a participant in sort of like the outrageous abundance of the opportunities in nature seems like things that push us outside of our comfort zone that other people wear and that we choose to wear um, are participating at least in some degree in that. And so I'm not, I certainly don't want to ever get to the point where I approach the world and the people in it and say like, if you don't dress to my taste, I find you repulsive <laughs> because it has to be the case. Like there are things in God's good world that he made that like live under the ocean and are like technicolor and have like wiggly floaty parts and things like that. There's this amazing Instagram account that compares like garments on catwalks, like high fashion to creatures in the world (laughs) and they are spot on. So they'll use like color and shape and then like find the thing. And so many of them live under the ocean because the ocean is a terrifying place full of insane creatures um that i don't know god knew we weren't going to be able to see them for a long long time and he was just made them like that and they were waiting for us and now we're finding them and going why is this shrimp the every color of the rainbow it lives at the bottom of the ocean where no one can see it it can't even see itself it's all crazy um anyway so i just think like that it's okay to have taste it's okay to find things comfortable it's okay to find things visually pleasing some of those things we should all share in common There are things that are beautiful that if somebody was like, I think it's ugly, it's because they're trying to be different. But the way we choose clothing is all about trying things out. And it's about trying, it's about expression and fitting in and setting yourself apart. And so I, sometimes I do like to get out a hammer and be like, it's beautiful. Shut up, you know, and Mm -hmm. be like, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Or like, that's ugly. Shut up. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're you're wrong. Perfectly tailored tuxedo on, on a man. Always looks nice, right? Like you're just don't, wrong. If yeah, you think that yeah. Look nice. it, you can say it's boring. Yeah, but and you it, can't it often say. Is, yeah, right? yeah. We, we talked a bunch about the, yeah. the Met Gala this year. And yeah, how many super boring tuxes? We yeah, have. yeah. At an event where you're like, I want my, I want my perception of what is appropriate at a white tie event to be challenged. Mm-hmm. I like, I want that. I'm seeking that. And so if you come and you just look fine if you look great like you look great you're wearing like tens of thousands of dollars worth of clothing and jewelry you don't look fine you look amazing but you're boring yeah yeah basic yeah or even just like now i'm doing that same thing but i'm wearing a dress instead of pants it's like yes. okay guys like <laughs> very interesting sure, sure 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 yeah yeah that's exactly it so okay to kind of wrap this one up then five years down the road right back then we made the rule no navy polos with black pants 
The thing that we've now seen crop up is the Navy polos with Navy pants. Oh, and I hate it so much. In hindsight, would you have preferred that they be allowed to wear Navy polos, black pants, and outlaw Navy polo, Navy pants? Oh, man. That's a really tough question. Navy polo, Navy pants. I don't know why. It like didn't occur to me that people would create <laughs> such a travesty. Um, now, there Sorry are plenty. Sorry if you're listening, Rob. There are plenty of. <laughs> oh, sick burn on a former student who we love so, so much. much. Um, there are like there are so many industries where you wear the same color on the top and the bottom of your body. But like business the the like business professional environment of the school which was our intention is like not one of them because that just screams jumpsuit to me when i see people <laughs> wearing the same color on top and on the bottom and i'm like we're not mechanics you're not jumping out of an airplane like there you're not you know like the the function of a jumpsuit is not what i was going for with what you look like right now and yet here you are it would be like if somebody was wearing a khaki shirt and khaki pants and you're like wait <laughs> What is happening? Take a step back, Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you on a safari? You know, there are just like certain color combinations that that have a context for us that make me do a double take. I don't know what's worse. Mm. I dislike them both deeply. The other thing I always think of when I see people wearing a Navy shirt with Navy pants, um, with no other garment to like help make sense of that. Like they're not wearing like a suit jacket or anything like that. I always think of, um, Violet Beauregard from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, who turns into an enormous blueberry. Violet, you're turning violet. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the other thing I always think of because I'm like, oh my, you're like turning into an enormous blueberry. That's perhaps <laughs> unkind of me. I never say it out loud, but I do wish that people would not wear navy shirts with navy pants. Yeah. Well, okay. I know I said last thing, but that brings up <laughs> one more question that I think is is another one I have regarding uh, how we how we view sartorial things so you said navy navy pants navy shirt makes you think of jumpsuit i wonder why like when it's an actual suit like a matching black suit or a gray suit or whatever color suit why that doesn't become the association i think even if you're color blocking it right if you go Mm -hmm. black black pants black suit jacket and black dress shirt suddenly you're not doing jumpsuit in the same way that you are navy navy Yeah. And part of that could be like um, for the last. Oh, gee, I'm trying to think back to when this century break would have happened. Um, A shirt being considered essentially a men's undergarment. Only changed like with with your arms bare Mm -hmm. that only changed for men very recently. And there were like perhaps almost a no, not a thousand years. I'm going to say like. I'm trying to think about when suit coats started appearing separate, like as something that was being worn over a shirt. Like, I mean, a shirt front is literally like it pretends like you're wearing a shirt. You know, like people, the Mm -hmm. one I always think of to help people remember is like in the old Peter Pan movie, Mm -hmm. the dad, the kids like stole it and wrote a map on it. But it's not even he's not even wearing a shirt like he has an undershirt on. And then you put the shirt front and it's like starched and it sticks into your vest. And then you put your coat on over it. Like the concept of, of, of people wearing just a shirt without their jacket on is like pretty new. And jackets are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old. I'm trying to think back to when I'm I'd have to look it up. Um, but the the concept of a jacket being like outerwear or only for a formal event is pretty is pretty recent. And so whenever you add suit coat, I go, OK, 
there's like a finality of the of the outfit. Whereas like if you saw somebody in just a shirt and pants, you're like part of you is missing. Like you're a dude walking around, even a woman, like part of what you were supposed to leave the house in is not here. And so maybe it's like leftover from that, that when I see somebody wearing like a suit of separates where they're all navy blue, I'm not thinking jumpsuit, but there's something unfinished about just a shirt and pants that is like, me feeling that way because of like centuries ago, because in my lifetime, wearing a shirt by itself has been normal. So I don't know. It's Mm. very strange, but there's a lot of, there are a lot of historical assumptions in the way that we feel about clothing. Um, if you've been exposed to a lot of period movies or you've read a lot of old books, or if you, um, if there's like a certain era that you really steeped yourself in, it becomes part of how you see the world. And so when things align with that, you like them. And when they don't, you don't like them. So like, I really like women's wear. I like men's wear worn by women, but it's because I was like obsessed with Catherine Hepburn when I was a girl and she and uh, Marlene Dietrich like turned the world upside down by wearing men's clothing. But it was like totally taboo. Absolutely not. Okay. It's like when I think it's Burt Lancaster appeared with in swim trunks in a movie for the first time and the male torso had never it was he was a topless man like the male torso had not been on film like that before it was a scandal and now we go places and dudes are wearing swim trunks and their torsos are just <laughs> all out there right like there's you like, put signs on your shop doors that say you have to wear a shirt <laughs> exactly like there's like so much so much can change so quickly and a lot of a lot of that has to do with like the time we live in and the media that we've consumed and how com- that makes us comfortable with it i don't know Hmm. All right. Well, um, just as the shirt sleeve with no jacket is unfinished, so remains this conversation as all <laughs> conversations on this podcast will. It's a uh, it's an ongoing thing. If you uh, want to hear more of us talking about color in uh, clothing, then we might do it some more later if people tell us to. I don't know. We also Whatever. will just continue to yell at each other in the hallways based on what we've chosen to wear to school that day. Yeah. Yeah. I might switch tacks, though, and start just doing color blocks that don't work just to get under Megan's skin rather than uh, doing the navy and black. That would work. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on From the Hallway. From the Hallway is a podcast of the St. Constantine School. To learn more about St. Constantine School nationwide, St. Constantine College, and our annual Vision Conference in downtown Houston, please visit stconstantine.org.